back to the Women of Virtue Development Institute Outreach Ministries podcast. I am so excited to have with me today two of my amazing sisters, my sister Irene Haynes Martin from New York, and my other sister Darlene from Cleveland, Ohio. I probably should have did that in age. <laughs> you did. Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the youngest gets preference. Mm. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are after uh, forty-five minutes of nonstop uh, technical difficulties. I'm going to have to figure out what's going on. So um, I'm not going to labor the time. I'm going to try and do this real quick and. First, let me just say that I am so excited that you guys decided to do this with me. I know that you all have busy lives and you're checking newspapers and you're walking buddy and you're doing all the good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so um, once again, I am uh, truly excited to have you on the line with me. You know, as I mentioned in my previous podcast, I really had a schedule of topics that I had wanted to do for the month of March, it, you know, being Women's Month. But then I got to thinking, I was like, wow, you know, it's been a year since we've been in this pandemic. And so I said, well, what a way to, I don't want to say celebrate <laughs> a year being in a pandemic, but to really just talk about um, pandemic fatigue. Um, I'm starting to feel it. I don't know about you guys, but I know for me, I am like, if, if, it, if, it, if it wasn't for daily prayer, when I say I'm on the prayer line every day at seven o'clock uh, on multiple prayer lines, uh, I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't know if I... I, if I can make it, I'm just going to be honest with you. So we're talking about um, pandemic fatigue. And I know as I hear a lot of people, they're talking about how they're just ready for this to be over. And I know, you know, we've, we've, we went through a lot last year, you know, several family members, you know, were stricken with COVID. Um, a lot has happened within the last year. And so I kind of like want to jump in um, because, you know, once again, I don't know if my phone is going to act crazy. Um, so I kind of like want to jump in and kind of talk about what it's been like um, for you all. I, I know we talk about it, but I just want to talk and hopefully encourage someone um, who is listening to be encouraged. Um, I know that, you know, we're ready for this to be over. Um, some people are saying we'll never go back to normal. Um, and that's fine. You know, if it's wearing a mask, you know, until whenever, I, I guess I'm okay with that. But I think, you know, for the most part, I, I'm hoping that when we're done um, talking, that whoever is listening will have some type of glimmer of hope. <laughs> so um, I'll start. I'll, I, I could talk about me. And I started writing these notes down because I was going to actually do, um, I was going to talk about this a couple of weeks ago and I ended up talking about the Grammys. So if anyone hasn't <laughs> listened to that, you may want to go and listen to it. But um, I kind of reflected on um, last year 
you know, everything that had happened in March, March, is, it just stands out. And I just remember, you know, Nashville had a tornado, you know, um, you know, we had so much to just happen back to back. And I was sitting at the dining room table, scratching my head, like, oh my God, you know, it's been a year, you know, a lot of stuff has happened. And I know for me, I'm just going to be honest with you. When I went to see my doctor in October, I was like, look, I, I think I need some medicine because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. I, I was literally at the point of just like, I, I don't know if I can, if I can just carry on. It, it's just, it's just been, it's been stressful to say the least. Um, and, and Irene know about this, you know, being on Facebook, you know, I've, I had to take sabbaticals from social media because I, I was tired of seeing, you know, rest in peace to this person, rest in peace to that person. I mean, it was really becoming overwhelming where I literally just felt like, you know, what is this world coming to? And so I kind of want to talk about, you know, what has been like, you know, this last year, you know, once again, you know, we saw family members go through it. We saw close friends. We saw, you know, people within the church community, you know, people that we work with, you know, had gone through COVID and, and not to mention COVID, but the, the civil unrest last year. So I kind of want to talk about what it's been like for you all, you know, if you can just kind of talk, talk us through, you know, what it's been like with you, Irene, having to deal with COVID, you you were sick, your significant other was sick, your son was sick. And then, you know, you weren't to the point of being in the hospital, but, you know, we were worried, you know, so <laughs> kind of talk about, you know, what your experiences was like, and then we're going to jump to the youngest, Darlene. <laughs> <laughs> keep playing, keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so... Okay, so as I reflect on it, um, you know, yes, I was sick with COVID, but I didn't know that I was sick with COVID until I got the antibody test, which was uh, just recently back in January. But yeah, so um, when I was going through it, I was going through it because my partner, Glenn, was going through it. He was, you know, really sick, right? Mm -hmm. So I... I was the one that was like, you know, trying to take care of everybody. So I couldn't, although I was feeling all of the symptoms, right? The, except the fever, um, the body aches, the, you know, I felt delirious at one point. You know, I, I thought I was you know, losing my mind for a minute because I, I didn't know if it was the quarantine being, you know, told to stay in, you know, just the stress of, you know, what's happening in our world. But I literally felt like I was losing my mind for a minute. Like I jumped up off the couch and just started pacing. You know what I mean? You know, it was, it was, it was scary, but you know, so, you know, we pulled through that and, and of course, you know, I had to be mama bear, you know, my son, uh, uh, Xavier, um, what he was, uh, 20, right. Cause he had a birthday coming up. So I'm still playing mama bear, you know, they sent them home from college. And so I'm, I'm like trying, I'm listening to everybody if they're coughing, wheezing or whatever. So, you know, I was on heightened, like alert, you know, like super in tune to everybody. You know what I mean? So that was like probably the most stressful time. Um, but gradually, you know, um, 
you mentioned Facebook and, and all this stuff, you know, that, that was like a really intense time, you know, Facebook turned into the obituary section. But I mm-hmm. must admit, I must admit that as time wore on, I started to see the benefits of being able to stay home. <laughs> I would cheat, you know, I would cheat and Darlene knows, you know, going to, you know, the grocery store, right? When you don't really need to. Um, so I was getting out, you know, uh, we, over the summer, you know, got to, I love sitting by the water. So we, we took little excursions to get by the water, but I, I wanted to say this, I found solace in working. Okay. So like by July, August, like I started, you know, not only teaching, like we, the teaching kind of like went through the summer. So I was doing summer school. Then I found, you know, I started working with the fences. And then um, I, um, years ago, we have like this, um, they pull in teachers to teach a firefighter course for people that want to be firefighters. So at one point I was teaching like, I mean, I was working three jobs, right? So then, you know, that ended, you know, the three jobs ended, just went back to the main teaching thing in October. So by January, I hooked up with another job. So (laughs) I have to say that, I, I immerse myself in working, right? And I always had something else to kind of fight through, you know, you know, all Glenn stuff. I won't put that out there, <laughs> but you know, I've been, I've been like, you know, working on projects that uh, I put off to the side that I finally had an opportunity to work on personal projects. And so I just, you know, that's, that's been a, a, a mental health. I mean, it's been stressful, but I found ways to escape. And so the last, I'll wrap it up by saying my birthday's in a couple days. And so now I'm pushing myself to reintegrate um, myself into society. Cause I haven't been, I haven't sat down in uh, a restaurant, you know, for, you know, since March of last year, right? Probably February. And so now I'm pushing myself. I made some reservations to dine in so I'm going to be doing that over the next, and we'll see how that goes. But you know, it's it's been a a, um, a quite an interesting year to say the least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm often you know reminded of one of my favorite memes is with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. You know the meme with I guess it's from uh, Django when he's kind of peeking around the corner, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's me as it relates to, you know, trying to get back out. It's like, I'm, I'm watching to see what's getting ready to pop off pretty much. So Darlene, I, I know your story is, uh, very, very, uh, (laughs) it's different and inspiring because, I think for you, you were like, uh, I think I need to uh, take some time. Uh, so <laughs> kind of talk us through what it was like for you, because I know with you, um, you know, being an engineer and, you know, working in the type of industry that you were working in, I think when we talked, you know, you were concerned about, hey, I'm concerned about my health, you know. So sure. can you kind of talk about what it's been like you know, within this last year, what has been like for you? So, so my experience was uh, different in that I had to continue working. Um, I mm-hmm. was leading a uh, a manufacturing facility, and 
um, and, and what I found was that, particularly, I'm calling from Ohio, particularly in Ohio, there was 70% of the factories um, declared themselves uh, essential and, mm-hmm. and remained open. And, and mm-hmm. when I say remained open, um, there was a desire to maintain the same manufacturing level or production levels. And so, you know, it was, it was just very stressful. So we had, um, and I won't name the company, obviously, but we had about 250 people in the facility. And, and I was running the facility and trying to, um, trying to one, very quickly understand what the risks were, what the situation was, create as safe an environment as I could as the site leader, um, both for them and for me, um, and, and maintain production. And, and you know, so, so I was struggling, quite honestly, with what I then saw as corporate greed. I saw it as mm-hmm. a lack of uh, sincerity about the safety and well-being of, uh, of others. Um, and maybe that was just, you know, part of, part of uh, coming out of my fear that uh, we couldn't break, we couldn't take a break. And so I did everything I mm-hmm. could to try and create uh, a safe work environment. I saw people who, um, you know, uh, I'd get a phone call that someone had COVID that was just in my office the day before. Uh, or, mm. you know, there was a case in the facility and you had six uh, close contacts and all the close contacts were close to me. So yeah, so I so mm-hmm. I was I had a sincere fear for my well-being, um, everyone within the facility, because I believe you can't lead unless you care about the people that you're leading. Mm-hmm. And then I was worried about you know my family near and far. Uh, so I, I worried right. about you know our brother in Detroit. I worried about Irene. Uh, I <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think one of my uh, one of my specialties is, is worry. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> so, so worried about Robbie, you know. Uh, so so I, um, I managed to get through 10 months. 10 months of just being um, stressed. Uh, my anxiety was high. My, uh, I wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping, to be very honest. I've heard that a lot mm-hmm. from a lot of people. Uh, they couldn't sleep. So I wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping. And, you know, just trying to balance the demands of the job and the safety of the people. Right. So I, so it was uh, it was very common on a daily basis to have someone walk up to you and say, hey, um, you know, I have children at home or I have real concerns um, and I'm concerned about, you know, what's going on here at the workplace. So <clears throat> so quite honestly, I started. Uh, my at a, at a, on a personal level, I started feeling expendable. You know, um, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> why am I at my age, and I'm not the youngest? Uh, why am I <laughs> going out every day and exposing myself? And is this what I should be doing with my life at this at this time? Um, mm-hmm. So, so a lot of you know self talk, a lot of talking with family. Um, my minister, my mentors, and just really trying to figure out what was best for me at, at this point in my life. And um, I made a decision to stop. Um, many women have stepped out of the work, uh, the workforce, 
And and yeah. I just made a I made a decision that I couldn't go any further. All right. So mm. I knew that I I could not lead in that type of environment. I just I, I was just mm-hmm. too consumed with uh, struggling with fear for them, fear for myself, and then quite honestly, I stopped believing in what I was doing. Um, and I and I start mm. seeing it as. It's, it's about profit and not about people. Mm. Um, and I, and you know, so it's funny. Well, one of the, one of the most eye-opening conversations I had, um, I was talking to, I was actually I was talking to my piano instructor. Um, I take piano uh, every other week. Uh, that's also Zoom now, which is fun. But mm-hmm. uh, she and I were talking and uh and we talked about finances, particularly from a performing uh, performing artist, and you know them not being able to get out and perform. And I'll, I'll bring this back to the subject. And mm-hmm. so I asked about, well, you know, do you have your finances in order? Do you have your savings and blah blah blah? And and she said, yeah. And I said, good. So then sit down for a year. And she threw it back at me, and she said, so why aren't you? Mm. <laughs> and, I, and I sort of went, huh? and and I had a con- and so then I had a conversation with some uh, some of my professional acquaintances, and it became a conversation uh, that said, "Can you walk away from the money?" Hmm. You know, and so then you're trying to figure out, well, is the money more important than your safety or your well being? So at the end of the day, I decided. Hmm. Um, because the, the stress was starting to manifest itself in a lot of physical uh, symptoms. And um, so I decided to sit down. So I decided to step out. Mm-hmm. I know that I can step back in. You know, you've got the education, the experience. You'll find another job. <laughs> so so I thought mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's best to just, you know, sit down for a few months. So how has that been for you, um, you know, just stepping out and just saying, you know, I'm going to step back. So how has that been for you? Have you, you know, noticed that, you know, anxiety has pretty much tapered off? Um, are you enjoying being at home or are you missing that? Oh, my God, I miss getting up at four o'clock, <laughs> yeah. and being on the road at five o'clock. <laughs> um, so, so initially you know, it was almost like uh, losing someone. You're losing a big part of yourself. So initially it was, it was the guilt of stepping away when you were responsible to lead. So, um, so I right. talked to, you know, many people, they, I, uh, I, I quite honestly, I apologize. I said, I just can't lead in this state of, in this state of uh, mm-hmm. mind. I can't lead during this pandemic. I, you know, I don't believe in what it mm-hmm. caused me to stop believing in what I was doing. Um, so, you know, I don't believe that we need to, we were having where we were telling people you mandatory overtime, mandatory weekends. So we were forcing people to come to work seven days a week during a pandemic. And, and, you know, and my, what was, what I was struggling with was, um, we weren't making a product that uh, was essential to your livelihood or your well-being, right? We weren't. Tyson, mm-hmm. we weren't making chicken, we weren't making food products, um, we weren't making anything that impacted your daily life. So, mm-hmm. so, so, um, so, so I dealt with 
first the guilt of stepping away, particularly if you've, you know, you've been sort of career driven and, and focused. So, so I had that level of guilt. Then I had the, oh my God, um, I just quit my job making, making money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get over that and you say, well, that's why you have an emergency savings. Okay. Um, and then honestly, I put my feet up and sat back mm-hmm. and, and I did a few Netflix binge watching, you know, mm-hmm. I watched, uh, Queen's Gambit. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I, I watched that. that you? What's that? Did I recommend that to you? I think you did. Okay. <laughs> yep. So I watched, I watched that. I watched a couple of different sci-fis because I love science fiction. And I just tried to relax for a minute. So I did like everyone else. I did, you know, some, um, I went to the grocery store and I bought everything I needed for the next three weeks. And I stayed inside and I just tried to teach myself to breathe and to sleep and to rid myself of the fear. Um, And it's been great. You know, that's that's interesting because, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm in prayer and I'm like, Lord, wait, you know, you, you, you put us you put us on pause. But I haven't been able to really mm. rest. Okay. I, seriously, I have not been able to just mm-hmm. decompress, breathe, and relax. And and I find myself being jealous because people are saying, oh, this <laughs> is the best thing, you know, since sliced bread. And I'm thinking, wait, whoa, this is not <laughs> working for me. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, if it had not, you know, been for prayer, you know, being mm-hmm. on the prayer line every morning, I think that's really been, you know, my source of strength. But in terms of saying that, do I feel rested? No, I absolutely do not feel like I can wake up and stretch my bag and stretch my arms like, oh, I got yeah. some good sleep. I'm ready to take on the work. No, that's not me. I wake up. I'm I'm. I'm stressed. I'm depressed. I'm. I'm. Lord, when? Yeah. How long? Let me make one quick comment. Let me make one quick comment. So, so Robbie, you and I had this conversation, and one of the things I said to you is that um, because you're an evangelist, uh, because you're a woman of God, because people are calling on you, this has been a a busier time for people. Um, the leaders of the church, the, the spiritual leaders. It's been a heavier burden, I believe, on you guys than it has been on, I'll say myself, right? So um, I don't have, you know, I'm not, I have a close group that we pray together, but I don't have someone calling and saying um, that I have a loved one in the hospital. Um, I don't have that on a daily basis, and you did for a long time. So you would, your stress was much greater than mine. Like I couldn't name, um, more than 10 people that had experienced COVID or all those things and you were naming people 10 a day mm. so yeah yeah yeah. it's strange that you say that and I'm gonna let Irene chime in um, because I did read and I did hear you know a lot of the pastors say that this was a very stressful mm-hmm. time 
high and that they were in and, and people were saying look we got to pray for the pastors we have to pray for the ministers we have to pray for those that are serving in leadership because they're feeling you know they're feeling the pinch in other words i heard bishop td jake say you don't understand what it's like to have to counsel fam you know so right. many families a day because they lost a loved one due to covid so yeah, you're right. You know, sometimes you know maybe I'm just being selfish in terms of Lord. I just want yeah. some rest. And I just sleep. <laughs> I just want a good nap. You know, I, I try to I try to relax, but my mind is constantly just going. So I know I really no. I was just gonna say, you know, um, you you know, none of us are exempt from the daily cares. You know. Um, the roof over our head that, you know, putting gas in the car, you know, um, food in the refrigerator, um, just, just all of the, you know, people leaning on us, uh, for strength, you know? So when I say it, I, I found the silver lining, right. I can acknowledge that, but they're all, you know, the stress didn't go away. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you, you have to learn a different way of being, you know, you have to find, yeah, you just have to find a new way of living. That's what this whole year has been about, finding a different way of being and trying to find your peace within. You know what I'm saying? Like the storm is raging, but can you find some peace in there, you know, for your own mental health, for your own physical health? And so it's a challenge. And so I'm just saying, you know, I, for, for me, Robbie, you know, <laughs> you know, I call you still crying about stuff, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying that, you know, um, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? I, and I acknowledge that there will be times yeah. that I cry. This, you know what I'm saying? We're still standing. Right. You know what I mean? We're still pressing on. Mm -hmm. You know, will we have mm -hmm. a tear-filled day still? Yeah. But, you know, can I wipe those tears away and say that, you know, I, I, I can count my blessings? Yep, I can do that. You know, so that, I just wanted to throw that, in, you know, as we talk about this, like, life is still happening. It didn't stop happening because of the pandemic. Right. And, you know, our, our cares and our worries right. are still our cares right. and our worries. You know what I'm saying? Some of it has been exacerbated. And, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know, yeah. I've, I've had sleepless nights. I have to tell myself, you, girl, listen, I was driving to work <laughs> the other morning, and I had to tell myself, no, 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 just stop talking. And I'm talking about you know, in my head, right? Just no, no. Quiet time this morning, and this is what I'm saying in my head. I don't want to listen to any music. I don't want to listen to talk radio. I don't want to hear my own voice. Mm -hmm. I need quiet time, right? And so that's and, and I have to discipline myself Look. like that because I will, you know, lay in the bed and and I tell you, I can show you my to do list, <laughs> and it's off the chain. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying, you know, sometimes we have to uh, mm -hmm. exercise some discipline. Right, make ourselves go to sleep. Stop thinking about this. Yeah. Stop doing that. You know, and then you know, still count our blessings. Yep. Look, it's it's funny you mentioned you know telling yourself to stop talking. I, I was driving down the street, and it it the sun wasn't shining, and tears was just streaming. I mean, I had the ugly cry in my car driving. I mean, it was the ugly cry, the ugly cry you see when you. You know how we <laughs> fall off your bike and you scrape your knee. That that ugly crap, your face all tore up. I had to grab my glasses and put them on. Wow. It was not one yeah. spark of sun shining. And that was just because I, you know, I was just thinking about everything that that 
been going on not just COVID but the you know the racism and you know all this ugliness that seems to be you know going on in the world so darling you mentioned worry and I and I wrote that down because I want to talk about that and I think for me um I think the other part of worry has been you know you know of course worried about my son and his wife and his you know their two boys you know worried about the siblings but you know worried about the seniors you know when I was having a prayer call and you know we would get together and we would pray and you know I was like you know we got to pray for the seniors and you know just worried about mom you know being by herself and I know she's not by herself let let me just you know put the disclaimer she's not by herself but understanding and when you're reading about the pandemic fatigue for seniors that that creates worry for me oh yeah you know, worried about you know mom you know it's okay you know um I you know I know our siblings are going to see about her but you know our, are they bringing in any germs? Is her caregiver bringing? And so I, I feel like sometimes, you know, just wanting to leave a, a, a packed bag by the door and just get in my car and just drive up just to make sure she's okay. So that has been, you know, some worry um, for me in terms of, you know, just wanting to make sure that she's okay. And and once again, when you're reading about the, the fatigue that people are, are really experiencing they're focusing on the seniors and the teens and how they're going through a season of depression because they're feeling like they're alone the seniors and uh you know in the nursing homes and the you know senior living you know they they feel like they're by themselves and then you know high school students they're not able to interact with students and you know, you're hearing about them suffering a lot of mental illness and mental health. And so, right. you know, that has been a constant worry, you know, for, for young adults, young teens. Um, I have a friend who works in mental health and she's getting calls from across the country with people dealing with, you know, just major mental illness. And sometimes, I mean, she's like, she's, you know, I need prayer, you know, I need to be able to press through in this because, you know, some of the costs that she's getting, you know, I can tell mm-hmm. that it it wears her out, you know. So when you mentioned that worry, it, it you know, made mm-hmm. me think about, you know, the worry that I have, you know, for my siblings and for my son and his wife and their boys, but, you mm-hmm. know, for the elderly, for, you know, mom. Um, and you know just really you know wanting to make sure that she's okay and I was hoping she would have been able to get on the line tonight I'll just have to do a call with her later but can you all you know kind of talk about some of that as well like I know we you know share some of the concerns but what has been one of your major worries with all of this in terms of so um so so my worry has been just that it's um you know, it's funny because mm-hmm. I was verbalizing to my coworkers, I was verbalizing to family that I had to, um, I had to set a goal for myself. Um, and my goal for the pandemic was mm-hmm. to live through it, right? Mm-hmm. And I wanted the family, I wanted my family members mm-hmm. to survive, right? And so that became my worry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, you know, to your point, um, is surely safe, right? Um, is she practicing, you know, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the safety 
Um, and, and, and to be very honest, um, not mm-hmm. only that, but what is the stress? You know, um, because a lot of uh, elderly uh, are watching too much CNN. So, <laughs> so they, they've got, you know, many, many oh, are, are having, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't even want to put it out there in the atmosphere, but they were having complications that were not COVID related because they're being bombarded with the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've told several mm-hmm. uh, family members that are over yes. 70, yes. turn the new, turn the news off, turn the news mm-hmm. off um, because they were having all these, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. health issues mm-hmm. because they were being bombarded and everybody's living in this tense, you know, you, you, it's almost like um, sleeping with your fist ball, right. Or yeah. walking through life with your fist ball. So, so I was worried yeah. about them being yes. bombarded with that. I was worried about COVID coming into their environment. Um, mm-hmm. I was worried about um, they, them mm-hmm. being isolated. Um, so, you know, so I had all, mm-hmm. all those things were just going through my mind. And so, you know, and, and I honestly, I was verbalizing to people because I was trying to get them to understand everyone sort of where I was at. And, and my goal was to mm-hmm. live beyond COVID. Right. I did not want. And then I start, you know, I start, yeah, I became a little political. And I said, I don't want to become a statistic to mm. Trump's foolishness. Mm. Right. I don't, I, I didn't want to be mm. part of that mm. statistic. So, you know, and it's, uh, that, that was, that was, my goal was very simple. Cause I do believe that you have to make your goals have to be very simple. You know, have to be attainable. And, and at that point, you don't even know if it's attainable. Will I will I be able to live through COVID? I've got mm. you know as I get older, I've got health complications. Mm. Um, you know, I've got uh, what do they call it? comorbid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I always thought it was mm-hmm. high blood pressure. I didn't know it was a comorbidity. <laughs> I'm like, oh Lord, I got comorbid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so, you know, so I'm really, I'm saying, wow, Lord, you know, you, you just put a lot on us. And, uh, and, and I sent a text out this morning. I, I know you guys oh, saw Jesus. it. And, and, and there was the, the text was really, yeah. uh, twofold. It was one to, to say a prayer of mm-hmm. thanks that, you know, our family has not experienced the type of tragedies that you see on television where there's multiple being infected and not surviving. So I, I thank God that, you know, Irene and, and all our families have survived. You know, we, we have many people in the family that have experienced, uh, had a, a battle with COVID. But then I was also trying to send a subtle message for those that are afraid to take the vaccine to please take it and to, and to see the vaccine mm-hmm. uh, as mm-hmm. um, the work from God. Right. I mean, when you, and I, and in my in one of the lines I put in the text mm-hmm. this morning was, look for the evidence of a miracle, so that you can see where God is working. Right. So you know, so I so I, I sat there and I right. thought about it and I said, you know, uh, this vaccine isn't, um, you know, <laughs> particularly as an engineer and and, and doing all you know, um, it's not because man came up with it. But God allowed them to see it. And and not even just that, but you have six available. So in every corner of the earth, someone has created, has said, I understand what this is, and here's a vac- here's a vaccine. So you've got the you've got the Russian version, you've got the Europe version, you know. 
Um, you've got a virgin in China or in Asia. You've got three in the United States. Okay, we have a, we have a chance to survive this. Right. Right. It's, it's almost like what the enemy meant Absolutely. for evil, God is turning yep. it around for our good. Yeah. So yeah, I when I read that I was like, Yeah, this is powerful. And you know, my my bishop, you know, he said, Look, he said, I have faith. He said, and I believe in the the miracles, you know, yep. that God is performing. He said, And I'm going to trust exactly. science. He said, so me and my wife, we're gonna take the vaccine. So um, yeah, so that yeah, so that's that I, I read that and I really appreciated that um this morning. Irene, what would you say about you know, when, when Darlene mentioned worry, and I know for me, I think part of my um, anxiety, if you will, has been, you know, the worry, you know, worry for mom. You know, I'm, I am I know she, she, I know she <laughs> hates when I'm like literally blowing up her phone every day all day. It drives her nuts. Um, and that's because mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, I worry for her, you know, I, I, you know, want to make sure she's good you know I want to make sure you know everybody's good you know I mean we last year this time I think we were on the prayer line you know praying for David you know he was in the hospital um Irene you know we didn't know you had COVID but we were praying you know I think when we were having the family prayer line it was this it was this week if I'm not mistaken it was this um, uh-huh. this time frame last year in 2020 when we were coming together as a family and praying and, and you know like I said you know from last year to this year um, you know I'm, I'm trying to take everything I'm you know trying to take my fears my worry my concerns I'm trying to leave it at the, at the, <laughs> foot of the cross, but I find myself picking it up I'm just gonna be honest I'm just <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes it's like, God, you ain't work on this bathroom, so I'm going to take that. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So, I can, uh, yeah, so, um, Sorry, what would you, say? you know, as I reflect on your question, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, things that I try to impart uh, to Xavier. And so one of the things I try to impart to him is where there's a problem, there's a solution, Right. And okay. so what I try to do is to find right? So, you know, as, you know, we talk all the time about the care for mom, you know, Robbie, like Robbie's on it. Like, you know, she did a case of water, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, I was building care packages here and I was, you know, sending them to her. And then one at one point I was like, okay, you know what? She's in her space, right? with mm-hmm. nothing but time. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a step and get her a smart TV. Okay? <laughs> and, and look, and, you know, we're going to try to, you know, get the um, Netflix on there. You know, he's not, you know, like too savvy with technology. And neither am I. Neither am I. But I was like, you know, Lord, she needs something to occupy her time. Like you said, Darlene, where she's mm-hmm. not watching CNN all day long, bombarding mm-hmm. with that bad news. Then mm-hmm. out of that, when we finally got it set up, because I called David and Mike, I was like, "Listen, I'm not there. I need you guys to, you know, have my back. Get it set mm-hmm. up. You know, I'll give her Glenn's, you know, password and all that stuff, so you can get her set up with Netflix." 
And mm-hmm. you know, she's sitting up at two o'clock in the morning and watch binge watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I hope I didn't create another problem here. But I was happier that she was doing that. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, so another thing that was kind of like a worry for me was just understanding me, my personality. Um, I feel like at heart, I'm an introvert. And I'm with an extrovert, right? Wow. Lynn is like, he's a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. And I, there was a lot of conflict in the house because he was, you're talking about pandemic fatigue. He was like, you know, he, he suffered the most with COVID, but he was ready to be out. You know, he's like, you know, got family. Cause you know, my family is dispersed, right? Like, you know, it's me and Xavier when you talk about blood, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Xavier here. So I'm good. You know, he come home every weekend. You know, we're, we're, he's not, you know, um, about campus, you know, um, you know, increasing his risk of contracting it, right? And plus, he, he had it too. So, so when we got the antibody test, he had it too. So, anyway, my, my point is that Glenn has family here, his, his, all of his children. Um, his brothers and sisters and he wanted to see hit everybody he knows like you know I'm like you 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 act like the mayor of Mount Vernon or something so <laughs> that created conflict and worry right because I'm like you need to you know what I'm saying you need to be more mindful about being in people's spaces and are they you know and he was like you know I'm not gonna get you sick I'm not gonna get you sick Lo and behold, you know, we we really didn't have confirmation about us being all having COVID until we got the antibody test, which was much later. But my point is that, you know, there was a lot, there was a lot of worry. And then mm-hmm. I had to learn to let go, right? I had to learn to just operate in faith. I had to learn that his personality is not like mine. Right. And in, in order to keep peace in the house, I had to say, you know, he's he's a social butterfly. I'm not, I'm cool. Right. I'm I'm having more anxiety with places opening back up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That gave me cover. Like I can be in the house. I don't have, you know, my excuse is I cannot go out. <laughs> because it's a pandemic, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, and, and again, I'm cheating because I get to go out to work. I get to see people every day. You know, I get, okay. get on Zoom and see my students. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I've had a I've had a, a mixed bag of of things, worry and anxiety that I've had to deal with. But you know, I'm trying to take it in stride and be mindful of other people and how they're dealing with it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. I, it's, I I remember um, when you're talking about going out. I remember going to Starbucks, my first outing. It was like I I needed that, you know, that extra dose of caffeine <laughs> because I had you know, been drinking vegan coffee, which was not really working for me. So. I said, okay, I need to get me some Starbucks. And it was weird because it was the first time I had, you know, gone to Starbucks in a year. But it was weird for me because when I finally got my coffee, the young lady Mm -hmm. handed it to me with her hand draped over the cup. (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember pulling, I, 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 you know, was kind of shocked, like, ma'am, you know, you didn't right. think to kind of, you know, hand it to me from the bottom of the cup. So I remember pulling over and taking the lid, that, talk about being paranoid, taking a, uh-huh. a lid off and wiping it down with a Clorox wipe. And so I said, wait, like now, Clorox. that was just as stupid because now my coffee tastes like <laughs> So mm-hmm. trying to drink the coffee without the lid, piping hot, you know, so when you talk about, you know, going out, trying to get back into the flow of things, it's, it's going to take a minute. For me, I have not actually sat down in a restaurant yet to sit down to tea. I have not done that yet um I, I just for me right now I just can't uh, because Tennessee really? is supposed to be in the top 10 for new cases and you know we're on the map yeah so um not yet I'm, I haven't gotten there yet uh, if I want right. something, I'm doing drive-thru or uh, curbside. But uh, I'm trying to do most of my cooking. As Irene know, I literally have taken on cooking as you know, <laughs> I call it my kitchen therapy, which is probably not a good uh-huh. idea because you talk about the pandemic pounds, <laughs> which is not good. So uh, I literally have not been in the kitchen to do any type of recipe. So that's a good thing. So let me ask you all this. Um, what do you think the future is going to be like moving forward and we're, we're going to spend a few time uh, a few minutes on that what what do you all foresee the future being like you know everybody's saying you know we're not going back to normal you know people are going to just stick with doing church online people are going to stick with doing hybrid you know uh, for school or you know I was reading <laughs> on LinkedIn that people are like I don't need to go back into the office you know set me up at the house you know I'm good so what do you all uh, think you know the future is going to be like moving forward do you think this is our new normal do you think you know everything is going to be limited even though they're saying they're opening back up but there's still going to be some type of cap off they're not going to allow people to be, you know, Irene, you want to go first? What do you I guys? can. Um, so, um, I, I, I think I'm trying to collect my thoughts because I, I was thinking about introverts and extroverts, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let me go back and make this point so I can mm-hmm. get through. Um, so you were talking about how students are having, like, they're having, mm-hmm. like, they're more social, right? And they're having mental health issues. Well, I have a young lady in uh, the building here where I live, and she's uh, she's either, she's like sophomore, junior in high school. I think she has like one more year. She's cool with it, right? Because she's an introvert. Like she, so I'm, I'm concerned for those kids who are thriving at home and now have to reintegrate, uh, uh, integrate, integrate. Um, themselves back into a setting that didn't work for them, right? As a teacher, I know students that are like that. Like, they didn't thrive in high school because of the bullying or the, you know what I'm saying? It just wasn't a safe space for them, and they wound up dropping out of school. So I I think that, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Like, we, we know... Uh, we we have a way in society that we've been operating and we think or thought that that was good for everybody, but it wasn't. Some people are actually thriving in this 
pandemic, you know, when it comes to, you know, getting in your own space. You know, I have a, a friend, well, it's actually Glenn's cousin. She's like, you know, she doesn't want to go back in the office. Like, she doesn't, you know, she's thriving being online. A lot of people do not. They, they found their comfort zone working on the computer. Um, you know, I think the one bad part is that the exercise kind of gets compromised, right? Because when you have to leave out the house and go to a space, you're at least moving, right? So, <laughs> so I, I'll just say this. I, I think we are going to have this hybrid thing because there are going to be some people that are going to push back with their employers and say, hey, you know, uh, we don't want to do X, Y, Z, especially if the, you know, a lot of people aren't taking the vaccine. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it's a, a guessing game at this particular point. Um, I think we are experiencing some of our new normal. Um, but again, I guess the more people that get vaccinated, there's not going to be an excuse why you can't fully go back to the office. But I read an article somewhere where it said that you know, from a cost standpoint, some companies are, you know, saying, you know, you don't have to travel for, you know, business meetings. You can do the Zoom thing, blah, blah, blah. So I think we have a, a mix. It's going to be a hybrid model going forward. So, so okay. I agree that it's going to be Darlene, a hybrid. What would you um, say? I agree that um, there are people that um, can work from home. Um, there are students that are better, um, their studies, um, have improved by being at home possibly, but I think that the, I think that the whole structure of school in general, um, is also meant for, um, building social skills. So, you know, it's just a thought that that came to mind while you were speaking, Irene, Mm -hmm. but I I think that, um, you know, going back to corporate greed and just reminding us, reminding myself and, and the two of you that we live in a capitalist society, mm-hmm. right? And so I feel like the struggle that we've been watching mm-hmm. is um, is greed, right? So the rush to reopen um, when we possibly may have a, sec- uh, a fourth wave, but you've got states that are saying, no, we're going to reopen our restaurants. We're going to reopen our schools. Mm-hmm. We're going to reopen all these things. And I've sat and and, uh, and wondered, what's, what is the rush? And the rush really is, um, is capitalism, mm-hmm. right? So uh, there was a, I don't know her name, but I caught her briefly mm-hmm. on, I think it was CNN. And she's the new secretary of commerce and she's the former governor of Rhode Island, but I didn't catch her name. And, and so the question was asked of her, um, you know, what is your greatest worry? And and she said unemployment, um, you know, but she's convinced that if we had an opportunity to compete globally, we would be the strongest, uh, uh, country in the world, blah, blah, blah. And I sat here and I thought, none of that is important if we reach a million deaths, right? So, you know, first things first and put our priorities mm-hmm. in place. But mm-hmm. um, but my point being, uh, we are a capitalist society. And so there is this push to, um, to allow small businesses to reopen. 
uh, it's the small businesses that have felt the greatest impact of, uh, you know, of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Your restaurants are closed. So you've got your restaurant owners. You've got the employees. You've got small businesses. You've got a lot of people that have really suffered. Um, and so there's a there's a real focus around getting that back up and running, I guess is one way to s- describe it. So I think some things are going to go back to a norm. I'm not going into a restaurant for a while. <laughs> I can cook okay. Um, probably of the three of us, I think I might be the best cook, but I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm not vegan yet, but I did. I did talk to a, uh, a wellness uh, doctor I went to her for a wellness checkup and uh, that was one of the things that she recommended was uh, she didn't recommend to become a completely vegan but to practice more vegan behavior and um, so this whole new list of recipes she gave me but um, but I think that the, my last comment would be um, one of the things that I think about a lot and I reflect on a lot is that there was a okay two things there have been multiple pandemics um, throughout history and the Spanish flu was one of the biggest and I think had um, probably among the top 10 in terms of deaths right they said there's it's, it's this big number somewhere between 20 million and 50 million that's a big gap right that's a big range but um, we sit here today and there isn't evidence of that pandemic and if you if you search the internet, uh, they did all the same things. They they wore masks and they had signs posted that said "Wash your hands, um, wear a mask, uh, create social distance." So they, they did all the same things in 1918 and 1919. Um, and in 2020, we di- we didn't have evidence that that exists. So I think we can get through this. I think we'll go back to some sense of norm, you know, normalcy. Um, and I, th- I, I just don't know how long it will take, but I think the, um, I, I think the, what do I say? The, uh, the mask wearing and a lot of these things are going to go away and we won't see it until the next pandemic. I don't think it's a hundred years away. It's probably more like 10 years away. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, so with you saying that, and and I and okay. I, I want to make sure that I stay within the time frame. Uh, one of the things that 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 really um, stuck out when you were speaking about walking away and and you know really being comfortable because you pretty much you know. Um, you set yourself up to be able to walk away and and not really, you know, have to uh, worry about anything. And I was thinking, I said to myself, for a lot of people, um, I heard them say, you know, had I known this was coming, I would have, you know, I would have had this prepared. I would have had an emergency fund set aside, you know, uh, maybe completed, you know, getting a degree so I wouldn't, you know, be unemployed or different things like that. 
And so I was wondering what kind of advice would you give yourself? You know, if this should happen again, you know, hopefully not in our life. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, what what kind of advice um, with regards to you know making sure you know savings is put into place? You know, um, investing. Okay. You know, a lot of people weren't prepared for that. You know, they weren't prepared. It just sure. You know, it came out and it sucker punched so, several um, of us. <laughs> You know, so probably. So, what would be your advice? Okay, so just to answer um, as directly as I can. So, when you talk to financial advisors, um, some of the things that we talk about before we start talking about investing and all these things is: Do you have an emergency fund? And the very first thing that you're always taught is that you need to have at least one year. Mm-hmm. You, I think, it started at six months, and then it's now one year of savings for your expenses. So do you have at least a year where uh, I'm going to say a year's worth of mortgages and then how much, what are the other things? What are the other expenses that you might have and cut out the things that aren't absolutely critical, but can you sustain yourself for a year? Um, And I think where that um, was really reinforced in, in my lifetime has been you know, running manufacturing, um, I've participated in sending people's jobs offshore. I've participated in closing factories. I've partic- and those are impacts to people's lives, livelihoods. And so um, it doesn't have to be a pandemic to change your lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? Um, so if you don't have a year of savings, then work on it, right? And it, and it doesn't have to happen all at once. But mm-hmm. in the next mm-hmm. three years or whatever, then you should start to build that emergency fund, right? Um, so before we can talk about investing and the stock market and all these different mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. can you sustain yourself? And that's 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 just a fundamental. Um, so that's that's number one. And then I would say to you, um, okay, so I, I, I the nerd in me really came out during this, and so at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, I start researching all the other pandemics uh, in history. And what, and I'm I sharing this for, for this reason, what I realized, what I came to realize mm. is that in our lifetime, uh, in my lifetime, we've lived through, I think three or four, not recognizing that that's what was happening. Um, AIDS was considered a, I think they, I think they listed as a pandemic, a global mm. pandemic. AIDS has killed 60 million people since the 1980s when it was first discovered. Um, What was the other one? Uh, We had, um, and I don't know that they declared it pandemic. We had the H1N1. Um, I think that there's, I don't have the notes in front of me anymore, but uh, 12,000 people died in the United States from that swine flu but a million globally. Um, you had SARS and MERS and that was happening, you know. So just just to let you know that we've been living through various pandemics. This is just a big one, right? Um, and particularly big for the United States. But, you know, yeah. they lost, you know, again, the H1N1, we only lost only, God forbid. We lost 13,000 people. Um, and that was just 2000 nine or 2010 I think it was 
But globally, there was a million people. So there will be another pandemic. And that's, I think that's why they're saying, you know, you're watching the news. There is another one coming. Um, so so we do have to get prepared. I'll, I'll just make one other comment. So yeah, um, yeah. I've always been a saver, right? I, I've been, I started saving. I mean, I got a thrill out of saving from a child. So, so it, it's just sort of part of my personality. I, Someone said to me the other day, I won't say who it was, but they said, uh, you really don't like to spend money. <laughs> you get super stressed out if you have to spend money. And I do. I mean, it's like, oh, Lord. But but I, but I also remember, you know, being broke on a couple of occasions, right? I mean, seriously, going, going through college and, and seriously being broke. But um, so in that regards, uh, I have been putting putting a something away for an emergency since I was a kid. Um, I'm also older than you guys. And so uh, probably starting uh, in 2015, I I created, there was a whole different level of focus because I am fastly approaching retirement Mm -hmm. age. So when I thought about stepping out of the workforce, um, I also looked at it and said, I'm stepping out um, maybe five five years earlier than I had planned, but I think I can make it. You know, so I've got I've got a bridge. I, I do plan to go back, um, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to sit for about yeah. a year. Yep, yep, I'm going to sit for about a year. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, and I know for me, I, you know, and just talking to several other people, you know, just making sure, you know, recalibrating after this and, and you know, trying to get some traction with regards to making sure that if uh-huh. anything should come at us again, that we're prepared for it. So, Irene, what would you say about yeah. that in terms of... Um, Number you know, one, God is good. <laughs> Two, uh, he definitely put a light up on the mind, but like, you know, you know how you do things um, that you hadn't always done and somehow you have managed to get through tough spots. And that's exactly what happened when COVID hit and the quarantine hit and, you know, I was laid off work for, you know, six weeks or whatever. I, I wasn't stressed financially. Uh, then moving forward, you know, I, I, uh, things just started to fall in place. Then, you know, we had some other issues financially going on in our house and, uh, we've been able to pull through, you know, without going into a whole lot of detail, but I would just say God is good. He has put a, a, a fire up under my butt to do certain things and back on what Darlene said. Yes. Saving, putting something away for a rainy day, whatever the case may be, it is crucial, vital. So, you know, don't get caught short. Yep. Can I add, can I add one more comment, Robbie? And then creating awesome. another thing and I've been working it, on and um, yes, creating yes. a second or third income stream. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's say that, um, that you do get laid off or yes. Um, or for um, for a medical reason, you decide to stop working. Do you have a second income stream? And so think about that, and think about mm-hmm. how how are you going to create 
a mm-hmm. second or a third mm-hmm. income stream. What's your side hustle? Um, you know, what are you going to do? It, for me, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll share that um, maybe you want to do rental income or, you know, rental properties, or maybe you want to, you know, uh, do a catering business, but what are you doing in addition to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's good that's good and that sounds like that's going to be another topic (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that sounds like a definitely uh, another topic and we're going to wrap up but if you all could give a piece of advice for those that are struggling through the pandemic you know they're suffering uh, fatigue you know uh, people are, are ready to get back and live their lives they're ready to travel you know <laughs> me and Irene was saying you know people are like you know what forget this pandemic I'm getting ready to live um, <laughs> so if you all could just you know sum it up and just give some advice um, to those that are listening what advice would you give them you know with regards to just you know staying focused during this season and not allowing this you know pandemic to push them out into something that so they're I'll going go first. to so, regret um, what, so what is your advice to them Irene suggested to me that I uh, that I look up what is pandemic fatigue so I did that in, in preparation for our, our podcast today so I, I looked it up which made a lot of sense and I wasn't surprised that she told me to do that but um, mm-hmm. so pandemic fatigue is just that it's um, not being not maintaining your diligence regarding um, you know being safe your your uh, hygiene practices washing your hands um, maintaining safe social distance so um, so I think it is recommitting to those things until we do have herd immunity or until it is safe right so if you're experiencing pandemic fatigue and and you've started to become lax in those things that are going to mm-hmm. keep you safe uh, become conscious of that become aware of that and and recommit yourself to to practicing um practicing all those safe uh behaviors until it until we do we truly have you know all clear So I have three things that I just mm-hmm. jotted down pretty quickly. Like so the first thing is let go and let God. But but um, well not a but. So let me let me start over. Let go and let God, right? So that's where your faith, right? Number two is don't live in fear, but don't be reckless either, right? Just like Darlene <laughs> said, don't don't let go of those things that have been keeping you safe. You know, keep your mask on, you know, keep you know sanitizing. Your, your, your body and your your area, whatever the case may be. So don't live in fear, but don't live reckless. Um, I know we all want to get out to, you know, back to normal or whatever, but but don't do that. Don't don't put your don't compromise yourself and your loved ones. And the last thing is uh, pick up a positive distraction. Like I, you know, I have these wonderful apps on my phone. You know, I'm learning a little Spanish. Um, and I do daily, right? <laughs> and I do this uh, brain train thing. So, you know, pick up a positive distraction. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And, and I would say this for me, um, w- one of the things that I would say, and I, I had texted this to DJ and Adeja 
and I said, you know, just because, you know, working from home, you know, we can, you know, show up to our home office looking any kind of way. Um, it's good to dress up. It's good to, you know, um, it's good to, I think when you, when you feel good, when you look good, you feel good about yourself. And, you know, I know I was, you know, now look, I don't wear no hair, head bonnet or hair bonnet going outside, but I was definitely, (laughs) I was definitely putting on my head scarves, not the bonnet. And, and, and I, I was feeling a little, you know, okay. Uh, I felt like I was not representing myself in the best way. So um, I think one of the things when you're talking about, um, you know, being just worn out from this, and this is something that I read, you know, from someone on LinkedIn, they were doing the workshop. They said, look, you know, just because you're hybrid or working from home or, you know, you're laid off, get up take a shower put on some clean clothes put on a you know a nice blazer go even though you can't go inside starbucks and sit down and get on and use their wi-fi you know still dress up show up you know make yourself feel good you know because i think um we're a lot of people are getting laxed in terms of you know just settling in and just you know, not really taking care of themselves. And so I think, I know for me, you know, definitely put on some clothes and say, okay, I'm not going to wear these yoga pants today. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to, you know, you know, try to dress up and and look halfway decent, you know? Um, So, and that's, like I said, that's something that I, I, I read uh, on LinkedIn. And so, um, I, I really want to, you know, say thank you for taking the time. Yes, out. I know we had some difficulty with, you know, with connection earlier, but this was fun. And I hope that, yes, I hope that, you know, we can get together again at some point I'm, I'll have mom on and I'm definitely going to bring David on. He has agreed to be on to talk about his experience going through COVID. So, um, but thank you. I really appreciate you all um, taking the time out of your busy schedule and uh, once again, thank you for tuning in to the Women of Virtue Development Institute Outreach Ministries. And if you would like to learn more about the...